You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy E-Man. Yo, what is up, everybody? This is your boy E-Man coming at you with episode 69. Very special episode. Can't believe we, we've gotten 69 episodes, man, without a, taking a single breath. That's how we get down here at the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast. Anyways, busy week last week. We had a lot of things going on. I'm actually not going to talk any baseball, but I will be back after game four to give you uh, my reaction analysis. The Yankees are down two games to one right now against Houston. But tonight to the game, if the game, you know, happens, because I think it's supposed to be bad weather in New York, I'm going to come back and do a bonus episode just on the Yankees reaction. But anyway, I do have a lot of content. Your boy's all about quality, not quantity. There's a couple of storylines in the NFL that I definitely want to touch on and unpack for the, for y'all. And then also, I want to talk a little NBA. Preseason is in full effect. I think uh, I want to give you what I've seen so far in regards to my boy Zion Williamson. Y'all know I'm a Duke fan, man, and I, and I gave Zion props, and I was on his bandwagon last year at Duke. But first, definitely let's get started with news here. Y'all know uh, Jalen Ramsey got traded to the Rams. The Rams gave a whole bunch of picks for this cat. Just, I'm just going to spend a small amount of time on this. What is it? A two number one, two first rounds, and a, and a fourth round pick. That's a lot. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey is a shutdown corner in the NFL at this moment, and I think the Rams are three and three, have lost three in a row, and I think they need some type of shot in the arm. Spending those picks, two first rounders and one fourth rounder or second rounder, I'm not sure. It's definitely worth it to get this team going because they look really horrible. And I've never seen the Sean McVay offense struggle this much in the three years he's been in the NFL with uh, as a head coach for the Rams. But anyways, moving on. I think the Carolina Panthers have a very, very important decision to make pretty, pretty soon. They are going to be forced to make a franchise-changing decision when Cam Newton comes back from his injury. Right now, what is a, what, what, do, what do the Carolina Panthers need to do at the moment? It's reality check. I think they met the fork on the road, and it's a good problem to have. You have a former MVP quarterback who hasn't been the same since 2015, since he got to the Super Bowl and lost to the stifling defense of the Denver Broncos. You cannot say because Peyton Manning didn't do shit. It was all the defense. But anyway, he hasn't been the same. Injuries, hasn't been as sharp, nowhere near a shade of the men that he was in that MVP season. Cam Newton, that is. And he gets injured. And here comes Kyle Allen, a backup quarterback. What is it? A third rounder, a second rounder, and goes four and zero. After Cam Newton started the season zero and two, but before that, he was on a nine-game losing streak. So Cam Newton has been on a nine-game losing streak. Cam Newton and also whoever Henke uh, or Henneke was the backup quarterback, which I think he started two games last year. But they lost also. But this is a crazy stat with Cam in the lineup. They've lost nine straight games. They're zero and nine before Kyle took over, averaging 18 points a game, and they had 13 interceptions. Kyle Allen takes over four games ago. The Panthers go 4-0 and are averaging 30 points a game. Zero picks. That's impressive. That's impressive. They won four straight after they started 0-2 and is with the same weapons. Samuels are wide receivers. McCaffrey, your stud running back out there too. DJ Moore, your other stud wide receiver. Same players, same team, but Kyle Allen is 4-0 and generating a lot more offense. I mean, it's a tough decision to make. Look, Kyle Allen, there's a reason why this kid was a, sec- it's a backup quarterback and a, even a third stringer when he got drafted. 
he's I don't think he's a savior is gonna bring you a Super Bowl, but right now the numbers are not in the favor of Cam Newton and they're all in the favor of Kyle Allen. Cam has been stinking up the joint this season, and I'm not even going back to last season because you know it was horrendous. But so far through two games, Cam has a quarterback rating of 19, completion percentage of 56, a total of 572 passing yards, two interceptions. No touchdowns. One interception, I'm sorry, no touchdowns. Those are Cam's numbers this year. It's pretty, pretty sad. All right. The QBR, it's just it's just horrible, man. That's just that's just really, really, really low. You're averaging 19 for the season. And you could see Cam missing basic throws, throwing behind the receivers. A couple of games that I saw, like the Monday night game, he I mean, Samuels had a touchdown. Curtis Samuel had a touchdown. He threw behind him. He could have gone all the way. He was just not there, man. He's taking a beating. He, he's, he's been injured because he's a big dude, and he can run. He's like a Roethlisberger, only more athletic. And he's going to take a pounding, man, because he's a big dude, especially when he takes off. He's like a linebacker running a 4-2 or 4-5. Um, <clears throat> so he has, like, again, nine straight losing games going back to last year. Started 0-2, worse numbers than he had last year. He goes out injured and new life for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, this kid has seven touchdowns. What's impressive is no interceptions. This guy has seven. Kyle Allen has seven touchdowns, 901 passing yards, a QBR of 52 and a half, 65% completion rating, whale higher, higher than Cam. But they won four games that are averaging about 30 points a game. Again, I don't think this kid is a savior that's going to take you to the promised land. I'm talking about the Carolina Panthers, but he is. But you got to raise the question. Is it the nail in the coffin for Cam? He has one more year left in his contract. I believe if they go ahead and waive him, they could go ahead and save about $19 million. And I don't know if it's a salary cap or whatever the case may be, but I, that's what I read. I, I didn't go into much. I didn't read too much detail, but they could save about 19 mil and let him hit the free agency market, man. Uh, right now, it's very difficult for the Carolina Panthers not to say that Kyle is your man. I think you got to ride the hot hand for game winning streak. Seven touchdowns, no turnovers, which is huge, which is really huge. What I've seen about Kyle Allen, the numbers on a on a daily game basis, I mean, he passed for 227 yards against Tampa Bay. Jacksonville, a very tough defense, 181. Even though he got sacked three times, had one touchdown, then turned it over. His best game was last week, was um, uh, the week before. Uh, it was, the beginning was against Arizona when he first came in. I'm sorry. The first game was against Arizona. He threw for four touchdowns and 261 yards. Since then, Houston was an ugly win. 232 passing yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions. One touchdown against Jacksonville last week against Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. He had two touchdowns. He's doing the right things. He's making the throws when they need to be done. Uh, he's actually not turning the ball over. And I think he's just making the, the basic play. He's just making the plays that needed to be made that Cam Newton wasn't making. And with the talent that they have, you know, Curtis, I mean, Curtis Samuel is nasty, and so is DJ Moore. And then you have one of the best running backs, top five running back in the NFL, and McCaffrey, who can do it both ways, catch it and and run it. He's just using the tools that he has, the weapons that that team has, more effective than Cam is. And that's what it comes to. He's executing the basic, normal plays that are required to get some wins, and Cam wasn't. So at the bottom line, I think, Mainly the head coach of the organization needs to uh, come to a Jesus, come to Jesus meeting with Cam and probably tell him that, look, man, we're going to ride Kyle until the wheels fall off. 
and then you probably get a shot before the season's over. But at the moment, I think it should be Kyle's team. They should leave Kyle in the lineup, which it probably will, because Ron Rivera said that we're analyzing when that time happens. And I think Cam's time in Carolina, I think after seven years, is probably over. He's going to hit the free agent market, value not great. Last season that he had and the start of this season, it's not going to translate to a lot of offers are, are going to, he's going to get offers, but I don't think he's going to get paid the money that he thought he will. This might be the end of the line for Cam in Carolina, and probably he's definitely going to get a starting job. There's teams out there that need a bridge quarterback until they, they get their man, and I think that's what Cam is probably going to go into the next stage of his career. Probably that bridge quarterback that's bridging the future, you know, the present to the future. The backup quarterback that they drafted, and they think they know it's going to be the man like Daniel Jones, and they probably need somebody to kind of give him time to develop. I think that's where the next stage or phase of uh, Cam Newton's career is going to be the bridge quarterback. It's going to be that guy. I don't know how much up there on, on his dome he has the mentality and the smarts to be that guy, a mentor, but hey, you know, it is what it is. It's pretty, it's pretty difficult, man. Carolina Panthers, my advice to you is definitely ride Kyle Allen until the freaking wheels fall off because right now he's hot. He's making the plays and you're 4-0 with him. And hey, man, is anybody's game in that division? It is what it is. Cam, reality check time, my brother. And moving on to some basketball, man. I'm going to talk. Yo, you know, you know I love basketball, man. That's my jam, baby. You know, I'm, everybody knows that NBA is kind of my strength, man, in this podcast. If you've been listening to me since day one. NFL, of course, also, but mainly is basketball first, NFL second, and then I go with MLB. But pretty much, man, look, the Pelicans are 4-0 in uh, this preseason. Again, just like NFL, I don't put a lot of stock on the NBA preseason, but it does carry a little more value than the NFL because the starters actually play you know, meaningful minute, minutes. They don't just play like one quarter and they take them out. They actually play 25, 26, 27 minutes a game to see what they got, especially the rookies. And bro, Pelicans are looking very fun. They're looking really, really fun to watch. All right. No doubt about it. They're looking fun to watch anchoring, you know, especially the superstar Zion Williams. And I'm going to break this dude's game so far, what he's done in four games in the preseason and pretty much what other pieces in that team contributed. And what I think the potential of the Pelicans, of this young Pelican squad is for the, uh, for this upcoming season. First thing, Lonzo Ball, broke shot Lonzo Ball has improved his jump shot significantly. I can't believe I am putting the words broke shot Lonzo, jump shot, improvement, and significantly in the same sentence. You know, that side shot wind, that side shot winder that he had, I thought it was going to be a adjustable uh, mechanics for it. And he actually has developed into a more traditional over, over the top jump shot, you know, directly that comes over, not from the side, you know, that goes over and up over your head, a traditional jump shot than what the hell he was had when he first came in the league and what he's probably had all his career. That weird-ass broke shot, side-winding jump shot that he had. And look, I give him credit, man. For you to change a habit that you had all your life, the muscle memory that it takes to change that, as an athlete, he's probably been shooting that side warrant as he started playing ball at the age of probably four. But to put the effort and change that... It's very difficult, and I'm going to give him credit. Yo, Brokeshot, I'm going to give you credit, dude. Brokeshot Lonzo, man, I give you props. You are definitely uh, worked hard. You know, I'm going to list, I'm gonna diss you less this year because your jump shot does not look as ugly as it did last year. It looks more conventional, more traditional, and that's a good sign. One thing I noticed about Lonzo, and I don't want to make this whole segment about Lonzo, is the fact that 
he's building chemistry with his teammates, and especially Zion Williamson, way, way more and faster than I saw him build chemistry with LeBron. Anyway, it's LeBron James. Nobody builds chemistry with him anyway, unless you're, you know, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. But the I see them running the, you know, running the place, running the floor. Ali Oops to Zions. I mean, it, it looks good. It looks it's gonna be a fun team to watch. And I think this might be Lonzo Ball's breakout year. I don't think Lonzo is gonna average more than 12 a game, but I think Lonzo might be in the top five in assists uh leaders for the league this year. I think he has enough weapons. Ingram has looked comfortable putting the ball on the floor, making jump shots, playing one-on-one. JJ Reddick is just a JJ Reddick, the veteran. Uh, Drew Holiday has played a little bit. You know, I've seen a lot from Drew. He's he's giving. He's, they're letting these cats uh, play more, man. All these young cats, these new players, kind of gel together. And I think when when that team is together 100 percent and this regular season, they got a chance of making the playoffs, man. They got do have a chance of making the playoffs. One thing I will tell you, they got to be fun to watch because of Zion Williamson. This kid is a man amongst boys, and Zion Williamson took his fur step in shutting the haters up. All right. Zion Williamson in the preseason took the first stage in shutting the mouths of the doubters during the preseason so far. People were saying, yo, he's an undersized power forward. He's big, he's athletic. He ain't going to do this. I know it's preseason, but he's doing it against Rudy Gobert. All right, he's doing it against other really good players. Look look at his breakdown, right? I took, I took the four games that he played. His field goal percentage, 74%. 74%. And by the way, throw a couple of outside shots in there too. And that includes one three-pointer. He was wide open, but he hit it. His free throw is 76%. He needs to work on that. We know that. That's a weakness. Part of his shooting. He's averaging six and a half rebounds. I think that's something that definitely could improve a lot more and will. Two assists per game. One block. We know that's normal. One steal. Averaging 23 points a game. And I think a matter of like 25 minutes that he was playing on average. These are sick numbers. On a game-by-game basis, let me give you his best games. He shot 75% from the field, scored 26 points. On October 9th, I forget which team he played, 29 points, shot shot 12 or 13, 92%. Dude, when you average 74% in four games, it's pretty sick. And usually the guys that average that high, percentage-wise, they're averaging like five or seven points a game because they're only playing like 10 minutes. This dude is averaging 23 and a little over 23 in the preseason so far. This is pretty sick. And I know... I'm on the bandwagon just like a lot of people are, man. But his athleticism, the quickness that this guy has from taking a shot, a layup, missing the layup, but is quick enough to, quick enough on his feet to go for a second jump and, and go for a putback dunk, it's not normal. The finesse with the power game that he has, the great hands, how he rebounds, how he can just snatch it of the air, you know, and this guy hasn't developed any post moves yet. But around the rim... He's, he's got to be unguardable. Whether he's going to throw it back with a dunk, whether he's going to go ahead, he's going to lay it up. He has a lot of control. Great hand and eye coordination. Great footwork. Is fast. And the ceiling is still freaking high ass shit. Because hasn't improved his jump shot yet. Hasn't improved his free throws. And that's going to be huge. Because got, he's going to get fouled so much because of his game right now. That once he's shooting 80%, 82%, 84%, he's going to be averaging about four more points a game. So far, I am impressed and a half. I'm not surprised, like most people were. They're saying you could do this in college, but not in the NBA. He's picking up, picking up exactly where he left off in Duke. It is fun to watch getting, 
watching Zion up and down that court, catching bodies. And, you know, that alley-oop from uh, Lonzo midcourt, he didn't dunk it, but, man, he just grabbed that up there and just laid it. The athleticism that this guy has is, 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 a free, is freakish. It's a freak of nature kind of stuff. But he has great hands, great footwork. The ceiling is still very, very high for Zion Williamson. He's just scratching the surface. Look, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Michael Jordan, not by far. He's not the next LeBron either. He's just going to be the first Zion. The first Zion ever. Larry Johnson, Charles Barkley, Sean Kemp, Blake Griffin, put them all together, and you got half a Zion. The rest of it is unique. He's going to be the first Zion Williamson. Stop hating on the kid and stop and start enjoying the gift that we've gotten. And it's time because LeBron is on his way out. I don't think AD can carry the league. Steph is Steph. He's going to be there. It's nice to have a new face. Nike recognizes it. Gatorade recognizes it. The Jordan brand recognizes it. It's time for the rest of the world to jump on and stop doubting. All right, stop, stop, stop hating on this cat because it's a true, true joy to watch this kid play ball and play as hard as he does and as exciting and explosive as he does. I'm on the bandwagon, brother. I'm on the Luca bandwagon last year and I'm going to be on the bandwagon from this cat all year long. Remember that. For real. Zion Williams is the truth. The first... Zion ever. All right, switching gears back to the NFL. I'm always going to admit when I'm wrong. I'm always going to admit when I should have just waited a little longer and get a taste of the individual that I had my opinion on and said that maybe he's not going to work out. But I'm not going to swallow my words. I'm still going to keep giving my opinions and my takes. I'm an average Joe, man. That's what we do. That's why I love my podcast because it's the view from an average Joe. But I'll compete with anybody. And again, and I'm going to say this a lot. All my loyal listeners know that I've made a couple of pieces about Kyler Murray and how against big adamant individual was that he show, chose the wrong sport. I still think he should have gone to baseball because he was going to make a lot more money financially. I still think he's still too small to play quarterback in the NFL. But I will say that he shut the hell out of me the way that he's performed early on this season. Through five games, I got to give the kid props. He is proving that Josh Rosen is a scrub. Again, Josh Rosen needs to get a better team. And I'm going to swallow my words. Kyler Murray is doing the same thing pretty much that Josh Rosen couldn't do with the same team. So bad O-line. And he's actually gotten the Arizona Cardinals two wins and a draw. That's not bad for that crappy ass team. What I'm most impressed, the fact is, yes, I can still see the, you know, the physical, the physical aspect of that. He's still small and you, you get a lot of stuff batted down. That's why he's running more in the last two games. Um, definitely he's running more because he has to rush in order to get free. You know, he doesn't have a great line and, you know, it's going to have those opportunities. That's why his rushing has increased tremendously. 93 in um, two games ago, 32 this last one. He's had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Look, the kid has had seven touchdowns this year, only three picks. He's made some plays with his legs, getting out of trouble and then slinging and catching either Kirk or Fitzpatrick down the field. And, you know, he's using... Larry Johnson really, really great in the passing game, which is helping him out. So far, hey, I give him credit. He's had, he has over 1,600. He has 1,664 passing yards and seven touchdowns, man. A 56 and a half QBR. That's not to laugh at. That's nothing to laugh at all. Completion percentage is 64%. That, he's a rookie. He's a fucking 5'11 rookie, man, who should not be making these type of throws. That's what has impressed me the most. He's proven me wrong because he's defying the ads. The odds, I'm sorry, for 
every small quarterback out there. He's not Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is a stocky, built 5'11 dude. 215-220. Kyler is more like 195, man. Thin. You know, he's still same tools, but not that, you know, not that body. But the athleticism is there, and we'll knew about that. The accuracy, he we saw that there too. And the arm. And I just can't believe it that for a guy that size, he wants to be a pocket passer first before a runner. I think he's running now because he's getting out of trouble. But his pocket present has impressed the shit out of me. He's done a great job with the little that he has. And he seems to be very competitive and making the right decision. A good decision maker is what I've seen so far. That's been my biggest, biggest impression of him. We all knew he had the arm. We all knew he was athletic. We all knew he was accurate. We all doubted his height and his build because he's not a big built dude. He is definitely defying the odds of a small quarterback and that type of frame that he has. God did not give this kid height, but gave him all the other tools to be a successful quarterback. Again, great game against the Falcons, because even though the Falcons have given up a lot of points, so has Arizona. So it was a great shootout. And he had probably the best game of the season. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, 340 yards, high QB, his highest QBR of the season, 78. He And again, he also rushed for like another like 32 yards, had a heck, a heck of a game. Rushed for another 32 yards, had a heck of a game. Got his team a win. That's two wins in a row. Regardless of who they played, whether it's Cincinnati or whatever, you got you to gotta beat the bad teams. All right? So, look, I give him credit. I give him a lot of props. He's defying the odds. He's shutting me up a little bit. I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold yet. Look at Baker Mayfield. Last year, he had 27 touchdowns. The next uh, coming of Jesus. And this year, he's thinking up to join. I need to see three seasons. You know, I need to see three seasons before I grab my paper and eat my words. And chew it all up. I was wrong about Josh Rosen last year. He has one more season this year. I'm probably going to eat my words with Josh Rosen a lot quicker than any quarterback ever. Baker, I'm almost there. I was right. I'm almost right. I'm going to get one more season. I'm not sold yet 100% on Kyler, like I said. But it's been a good start to uh, get me on his side. And I'll admit if I'm wrong. But I need a bigger sample size. Five games is not enough. It's looked impressive. I want to see more. There's going to be other teams out there. I want to see more. Imagine if Kyler Murray had Lamar Jackson's height and built. Think about it. Explosion of the mind. Imagine if Lamar Jackson had Kyler Murray's passing ability, the accuracy, the pocket present. Oh my gosh, man. Ridiculous, right? Freaking ridiculous. God giveth and taketh away. God doesn't make anybody perfect because then, you know, they'll be God themselves. But he, you know, he gives you certain things that you could handle and certain things that keep you level-headed and grounded. That's why he didn't give uh, Lamar Jackson a good uh, throwing game and uh, gave him the height and all the physical aspects. And then Kyler Murray made him small, but gave him all the, uh, all the tools to be a successful quarterback in the NFL as a passer also. So it's crazy. But Kyler Murray has definitely impressed me. Look, uh, I'm not on the Kyler bandwagon yet. I'm still going to do this. Next week is playing my Giants and my boy Danny Dimes. This is going to be fun. I made a video early during the preseason saying Danny Dimes look a lot better than Kyler Murray. So far, Murray has looked better in the regular season. These two guys, I think he's going to be the future of both teams. Next week, you know I'm going to react to this game. You know I'm going to give you my thoughts on the Giants and the Cardinals next week. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, baby. Dimes mania against Kyler Murray. It's going to be fun. Two shitty defenses. 
with uh, they can't stop the ball for crap. I think it's going to be a nice high scoring game and two of the best young quarterbacks are coming up right now. Awesome. Pretty awesome, man. Look, we've the old guard is leaving. Brady's the only one that's going to be here. I mean, it's time for Philip Rivers to bounce also. Eli is going to be gone. Ben is gone. But the league looks so promising, man. You know, the truth, Pat Mahomes. We know Deshaun Watson. Russell has been Russell is Russell, man. Kyler Murray, look at his young cat, bro. Danny Dimes is still premature. But there's a lot of fun young quarterbacks, man. Even the backup quarterbacks. All right, look at, you know, Minshew coming in here, no name. And putting putting some respectable numbers and exciting games. All right, I just spoke about Kyle Allen. It's it's the quarterback position, man. It's 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 exciting. It's exciting. There's four more quarterbacks coming out in this year's draft that could have the same impact. It's very exciting. And traditionally, when the old guard of quarterbacks retire, the NFL takes a dive. You're not gonna see this happen. You're not gonna see this happen with the old guard retiring because guess what, man. It's in good hands. There's a lot of young arms out there, man, that are unique in their own ways. And it's, they're gonna, it's revolutionizing the quarterback position, and it's going to make this league fun. It is what it is, man. And Kyler, you know, hey, I'll give him props. Not sold yet, but it's a good start. And let's wrap it up with the biggest loser. Biggest loser of the week. I got one loser at all. Well, if you combine them together, it's the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota. What is up? First of all, what is up? with the quarterbacks from uh, the class of 2015, right? What is up with James, famous Jameis, who was actually having a decent season, but then throws five picks this week. He was number one draft pick. And then number two draft pick, Mariota, goes out there and shits the whole bed, stinks it up big time. They lose 16 nothing to the crappy Broncos. Mariota gets pulled. Let me tell you something. He gets pulled and benched for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, you got to be really, really bad and stink it up, man, to be benched for Ryan Tannehill. You know, he was having a rough game. 7 of 18, 63 yards, a 9.9 QBR. Don't get me wrong. Tannehill threw for 144 yards and a pick. He also had two picks, Mariota. But his QBR was 7, 7%, so it's not even, not even that great either. But to lose to the Joe Flacco, uh, horrible Broncos, it's tough. They could not get anything going. It was uh, ridiculous. So for losing to the Broncos, Tennessee Titans, and for Mariota getting benched for Ryan Tannenhill, my friend, you are the of week six. It is what it is. Enough said. Thank you for listening, everybody. My loyal listeners, much love. Yo, week after week, you guys are the, you guys are the ride of dies. All my new listeners, man, jump on this ride and this bandwagon. Check out the subscription any of the links where you could listen to uh, any of the platforms that you can listen to my podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like, leave a comment, leave a rating on iTunes or any of the other platforms. Check out my YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter. Yo, your boy E-Man signing out. Peace. Oh. 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 Oh.